Sister station radio big dot FM doing the things that they do there, and then we're doing the things that we do here. So, anyways, let's talk about what were the hashtags or the trends that we were seeing over the weekend because that's always important. So, let's talk about those as we start getting into this lovely morning, especially here on the east coast of the U.S. So, taking from the very top, Swiss Army was trending over the weekend after a federal judge in California overturned the state's ban of assault rifles. Yeah, assault rifles compared firearms to a Swiss Army knife calling it a perfect combination of home defense weapons. So there you go. Uh, Also, another hashtag that we saw over the weekend was Belmont Stakes 2021 was the top trend on Twitter as the final leg of the American Triple Crown took place on Saturday. Essentially, uh, excuse me, Essential Quality took home the crown. So there you go. Uh, Another hashtag that was trending over the weekend was Trump speech was trending on Saturday night after the former president spoke at the GOP event in North Carolina. Fans of 45 tweeted out their support and excitement over hearing him speak while those who of the left called him deranged and accused him of, of wearing depends. Really? Wearing depends? That's something. Uh, hashtag uh, D-Day was another hashtag from over the weekend was trending on Sunday. Yesterday marked the 77th year since the Allied troops landed in Normandy beaches during World War II. Many tweeted of out their appreciation for the more than 160,000 brave heroes who band together to liberate Europe. Another trend or another thing that was hitting the hashtags over the weekend. By the way, good morning, Mr. Alan Wolford. Hopefully all is well in your neck of the woods. Another trend that was hitting over uh, the weekend was Megan Liber... Hold it. Lilibet Diane uh, were trending Sunday after news broke that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry uh, had welcomed their daughter 
the the little one was named in honor of the of the of Harry's life. So there you go. Many shared the congratulations on Twitter while also nodding how nice it was it will be for Megan to not have a present to what to not have to be present for the little one. What? Hold on. I'm totally lost here. While noting how nice it will be for Megan not to have to present the little one to the world until she's ready. Okay. Ah, okay. Now I am able to speak English again. More on the birth, you know, will be probably later inside of the news stories if you want to hear about that. But let me get you into some other news stories because those are always important as we're hanging out here first thing. Uh, And let's talk to our friends, our panas, los amigos de nosotros um, at Feature Story News. Let them tell you what's going on. And then I'll jump in. Well, hold on. Maybe before I say that, here's how it goes. The people from Feature Story News show up. They talk about the news and what's going on via satellite feed. Uh, So we have them talk. Then I come back in, tell you about the nonsense that I have going on. Then we'll jump in, uh, tie in some of the world of news, and then also go into a little bit of uh, the main story. Which, you know, the drive to zero will be kind of a fun one for today. And we'll get into that here in the next little bit. It is five minutes past the top of the hour. Here's our friends at Feature Story News. Here is the news on the Rosenbar Safety Show. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Chris Jones. India's capital, New Delhi, is opening up as cases of COVID-19 continue to fall around the nation. More businesses can reopen and public transport will start once again, but with some restrictions still in place. Ishan Gerg tells us more. Small businesses and shops can only operate on alternate days and corporate offices have to function only with half their staff. Delhi's local subway will also start plying with reduced capacity, but leisure centres, gyms, spas and salons will remain closed. Authorities are hoping to announce more relaxations next week after India reported just over 100,000 new infections on Monday, the lowest daily tally in the past two months. But officials are concerned about a third third wave that could potentially affect young people more severely. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the Biden administration is determined to get to the bottom of COVID-19's origins and will hold China accountable. The U.S. is carrying out its own investigation into the source of the pandemic after saying a report from the World Health Organization left many questions unanswered. Richard Kimber reports from Hong Kong. Antony Blinken says China still hasn't been transparent enough in helping international investigations into the source of the COVID-19 pandemic. He's calling for more access for international experts and more information sharing. Earlier this year, a World Health Organization team visited China to investigate the source of the coronavirus. It said the so-called Wuhan lab leak theory was extremely unlikely. Last month, President Biden ordered US intelligence agencies to launch their own investigation and report back within 90 days. Beijing is dismissing the U.S. action as political manipulation and an attempt to shift the blame away from the U.S.'s own struggles to manage COVID-19. Filipino-Japanese golfer Yuka Sasso has won the U.S. Women's Open. At age 19, she is the second teenager ever to win the tournament after South Korea's Park Inbee in 2008. The charity Oxfam has criticised the agreement to create a minimum global corporate tax rate, saying the 15% doesn't go far enough. Nick Harper reports from Washington. Tech giants and tax havens are the target. It means multinational companies like Amazon, Google and Facebook will have 
have to pay more, making it less appealing to move jobs and profits overseas. But economist Vicky Price, the former joint head of the UK's Government Economic Service, says that charities like Oxfam are right to be concerned. The real worry is that, of course, this 15% could become something a lot less than that. Because what you can do is you, can, you tend to do in any country, uh, give all sorts of um, extra incentives for companies to invest. So there are loads and loads of uh, special allowances that exist all across the world, which reduce this effective tax rate that you pay to something a lot, lot less. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, the implications of the formation of a new Israeli governing coalition for the Biden administration. Just three weeks ago, Washington was convulsed by the war waged by Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and Hamas in the Gaza Strip. Now, with the coalition headed by Naftali Bennett hoping to win a parliamentary vote of support over the next few days, things in Tel Aviv are about to change. Bob McMahon with the US Council on Foreign Relations. Because of the, let's say, the diversity of this coalition in Israel, they will push aside some of the fractious issues and basically punt down the road any, anything like ramping up West Bank settlements or trying to annex the West Bank for that matter. And in so doing, that becomes a bit easier to manage for the Biden administration, which would rather not be dealing with thorny Israeli politics, but also a resurgence of fighting with uh, the Palestinians. We just come through this period, ceasefire still holding between Hamas and uh, the Israeli government after the worst outbreak in violence in seven years. So all in all, you could have a coalition that is actually taking a more moderate stance on some of the fractious issues, despite Bennett's own preference on settlement issues, you could have a moderation going on that will sort of calm things. And that means for the Biden administration, maybe a chance to start building up on a uh, sort of behind the scenes way, uh, the relationship with Israel and not get into some of the more difficult issues involved in that relationship. So far, the Biden White House has avoided comment on events in Israel as it waits for the coalition to take office. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. To recap, our top stories. India's capital New Delhi is opening up as cases of COVID-19 continue to fall around the nation. The Biden administration says it's determined to get to the bottom of COVID-19's origins and will hold China accountable. Filipino-Japanese golfer Yuka Sasso has won the US Women's Open, making her the second teenager ever to win the tournament. And the charity Oxfam says the global corporate tax rate does not go far enough. That's the latest feature story news. Chris Jones reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? 
that it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones, and you'd make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow, but shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. So for years, I have been telling you how I sleep so miserably at night, but that has all changed as of recent, and let me tell you why. Let me tell you about my friends at Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep has a sleep quiz that takes just about two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why should you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you will know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Everybody is unique, and Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have a soft, medium, and firm mattress. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. And even at Helix Plus mattresses for plus-size sleepers. I took the Helix quiz, and I was matched with the Helix Midnight Luxe mattress because I wanted something that felt soft and I sleep on my side. It was such a different approach and exactly on how I was able to sleep. I love it. It's a huge upgrade from what I had before, that's for sure. The kids love it, even though they shouldn't be jumping on my bed, but that's a whole other story, and my wife loves it, which is important. So if you're looking for a mattress, you just take the quiz. You order the mattress, and you're matched to it, and the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't even need to go to the mattress store again. Helix is awesome, but you don't need my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to helixsleep.com forward slash safety. That's helixsleep.com forward slash safety. There, take the two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you up with a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty. And you get to try the mattress for 100 nights, risk-free. They'll even pick it up if you don't love it, but you will. Helix is offering up to $200 off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com forward slash safety. That's helixsleep.com forward slash safety for up to $200 off and two free pillows. Don't forget to tell them that Jay Allen sent you. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're Not. listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, 14 minutes past the top of the hour as you and I are hanging out right now this lovely, lovely, lovely Monday. Uh, so let's start getting moving and grooving and let's start talking about what is going on inside of the world of news. Now for my, let's see. Uh, spectacles? Should that be the, the way that we should do it? I, by the way, before I get too far into this, did you watch the exhibition match last night? Do you know what I'm talking about? You know, Mayweather versus Logan Paul? You know, the hug fest. Yeah, did you watch it? You know, the eight-round exhibition. Yeah, that kind of thing. I don't know if you stayed up late and watched that thing. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Wasn't there like a 30-some-odd pound difference inside of that bad boy? But it was very interesting to see some of that. Anyways, let's get you into the hit list, and let's go down the world of news of what has been going on, because I think this is going to be important. A man in Oregon has been convict, convicted of a dozen of sex crimes against young girls and was sentenced to more than 275 years in prisons. A sentence uh, the prosecutor called unheard of. Tristan Ray Stanton, 34, received a lengthy sentence last week following the conviction on 29 counts of sex crimes involving four young girls between 2014 and 2020. His lawyers uh, sought the 25-year concurrent sentence all on all charges. So there you go. Uh, 275 years. That's probably the longest sentence that I've ever seen. I mean, you could have just called it life and kind of went from there. Just a thought. Uh, anyways, let's continue talking. A Minnesota man has been arrested in connection to the cold case murder of a 15-year-old Chicago-area girl found stabbed to death in a field nearly five decades ago. Barry Lee Wemfley, 76, was charged with the murder of the death of Julie Ann Hansen last week. The retired welder, 27, at the time of the alleged killing uh, in uh, live or lives, yeah, because it should say lives, uh, within a mile of the victim's authority, uh, where the victim was found, authority said. Hansen has rep- uh, reported missing in July of 1972 after last being seen riding her brother's bike. Her body was discovered next day in a field. She had been uh, stabbed 36 times and sexually assaulted. Detectives were able to con- connect Wepley to the case uh, thanks to genetic genealogy so there you go talk about that dna thing still coming back to on here now but think about this for a moment think about this the cold case was over five decades that dna stuff you know what i'm saying is really really a thing you know you thought you just saw it in a couple of trials i'm being sarcastic safety in a way never heard of before the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, the police police chief who was allegedly shot and killed by a socialite, Jasmine Harton, was very drunk on the day that he died. St. Pedro Superintendent uh, J- uh, Henry Jamot, 42, was pulled over by another officer for swerving on the island roads just hours before his body was found in the water uh, with a gunshot wound to the head almost two weeks ago. The father of five who met with longtime friend Harton for a night of drinking had been uh, had been on a five-day leave from his job at the time, personal reasons. Uh, this is according to the Daily Mail reporting. Meanwhile, Harton has now has now started has now stated that Jamat was killed while she was practicing loading his gun, something she had done with Jim uh, just days before. But this time, she allegedly had trouble ejecting the magazine clip and accidentally fired off a round. Um, Harden has been charged with manslaughter by negligence. Jermont's death is being um, held. Uh, Jermont, hold on. Jermont's death is being held without bail. Okay, wow. That, some confusing stuff this morning, uh, for sure there. But uh, we've been talking about that case now for a couple of weeks, I guess, really since uh, everything started going down. So let's continue talking a little bit more. One of the, um, the counties in California just cut their coronavirus death toll by 25% after officials found that the, that the deaths were not uh, direct results of the virus. I'll make... 
a la media. Uh, county issued the correct death toll on Friday, putting its total fatalities to 1,223, a significant drop from the previous 1,634. Health officials said that the, that the county previously included any person who died while infected, which is uh, different than the state's definition that says include those who died of direct results of COVID-19. Worth asking how much of this same thing is ongoing throughout other counties and, of course, around the country. That would be the other question to ask. It is just a question because nobody knows how these things are counted. Uh, or maybe you do because I sure as crap do not know. Uh, so how are you looking at this? Because, I mean, it, it makes you kind of wonder who else is doing what at that time. Duh. That's one thing to think about. Anyways, an earthquake in the hit the southern tip of California Saturday. The magnitude 5.3 timber, 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 uh was part of the flurry of quakes Imperial uh, County. Uh, so there were felt up to 90 miles away, according to the U.S. Geological Survey. No immediate injuries or damages were reported. So there you go. That's some things uh, going on. So what do you think about that? You know, I talk about this all the time, and I know I drive some people cray-cray as I talk about it. But, man, you know, you can't plan for every event. You can have some ideas of what you want to do, but you can't really plan for it. But it, may, it really makes you think about some things as we go about here. Anyways, you're listening to us on safetyfm.com and on radiobig.fm as you're taking a listen here to the Rated R Safety Show as we continue to do what we do here. Safety never sounded so terrible. Rated R Safety Show. Anyways, let's continue talking. Want to do a lot. To, uh, want, want to do a lot of crime yeah move to Asheville, north carolina that's just a joke the city's police department announced that as a result of losing 84 officers in the last 18 months they'll no longer respond to a whole host of crimes complaints here we go here's an example of things the police in Asheville will not respond to are you ready for this because this is kind of interesting uh here you go theft under one thousand dollars with no suspect information so if your home or business is robbed but there's no witness on camera footage don't even bother calling harassing phone calls that don't involve death threats fraud scams or identity theft simple assaults that are reported after after they are after they occurred instead people can submit a report online or call a phone number but cops but to note the cops this may result in a significant delay in response what do you think i don't know i asked the question uh i mean that's what Asheville, north carolina is doing because of the cuts they had i don't know i mean i don't know i can only give you the the point of view of what the news story says that's for sure i can't give you the whole the whole gim can't give you the whole gimmick that's the way that these things go you know that i know that so we have to talk about it so when you hear stuff like this what do you think after the last 18 months of stuff I mean, I don't know. Just something to think about for sure. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. So listen to this. When a bride collapsed and died during her wedding in India, so the groom married her younger sister. This is not a joke. Uh, being dead serious as I do say this. Uh, the bride only identified as Serbuchi. Uh, collapsed of a heart attack during the nuptials with her husband-to-be, uh, Mangesh Kumar, last Thursday. Unsure of what to do next, someone suggested Kumar marry her young, his, the younger sister. Both families discussed the idea, agreed after moving the bride's body to another room. The wedding continued. Following the celebration, the family uh, held the last rites for... Subri. 
and the uh, the Times reported in India. That is very interesting. Very interesting combo there. How the hell would that work? I mean, that's... Uh, don't even know what to say on that one next. No, seriously. Listen at your own risk. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so here you go. A federal judge in San Diego overturned California's three-decade ban on assault weapons on Friday, saying that it violates the Second Amendment. U.S. District Judge... Roger Benitez argued that the state definition of a legal militia-style rifles bans firearms allowed in other states, depriving California gun owners to their rights. Governor Gavin Newsom condemned the ruling, calling it a direct threat of public safety. California Attorney General Rob Bonta said that the state will appeal the ruling. So there you go. What do you think about it? I mean, we talk. It's almost like I feel like we should almost call it Gun Monday. Because we always talk about guns, murders, and shootings on Monday, it seems like, when we do come back after the weekend. And that seems to be a lot of uh, the convo. So what do you think here, as you're hearing now in California, the uh, at least in San Diego area, the overturning of it? I mean, something to think about, for sure. Anyways, let's continue. The oil and gas industry is trolling North Face over their crazy uh, hypocrisy. Chris Wright, the CEO of Denver-based Liberty Oilfield Services, is spearheading the campaign by posting billboards around Outdoors Apparel Company and Denver offices launching social media campaigns titled, Thank You, North Face. The whole thing started after North Face denied an order of jackets to a Texas oil and gas company because they did not want their brand affiliated with fossil fuel businesses. In turn, Wright is pointing out that many many of their products are made from oil and gas, saying that no chance that North Face could, um, could exist as a company or an organization without oil and gas. North Face has not responded to the new campaign. What do you think about this? I mean, here's the thing. It becomes very interesting when you start thinking about oil and gas and all the things that it's affiliated with. And here's the gimmick, or here's, I shouldn't say gimmick because people say that that's kind of meanish when I use it in the context that I do. Maybe that's the swerve, but let's go into a direct shoot here. You'll get this. So we're not kayfabe in here. Let's talk, let's shoot it. So here's the thing. If you start thinking about the oil and gas industry, it becomes very interesting, number one. Number two, a lot of your products, goods, and services have to come from somewhere. But how are they transported? Oh, yeah, they're using fossil fuels on how they're transported for the majority of the stuff. And that's not a work. That's a shoot as we're talking about it. So I know that a lot of people like to kayfabe and talk about how this is not a realistic thing. Yeah, that's some carny talk for you. And by the way, we had an episode many, many moons ago that I told you I'd use some words like this from time to time. But that's the fun part. So you have to understand that when you're talking about certain things, regardless of how green uh, some of the stuff comes about, and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm a true believer. Our full studio is solar powered, just in case. Uh, but that's the fun part. You have to think about this in kind of the weird thing. There has to be a combination of both things. And, hey, I know that here, based on definition on what this says, North Face was trying to take a stand, but you kind of have to look at the broader picture from time to time. Doing the right thing, not doing the right thing, doing the wrong thing. There's a lot of stuff that could probably go into this conversation before we get too far.
Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so the streets of Minneapolis were filled over the weekend as protesters share their outrage over the death of a wanted man. Uh, demonstrators uh, converge on the blocks of Winston Boogie Smith, 32, was fatally shot outside of a parking garage late Thursday. They chanted, uh, they, cha- they, they chanted and drew anti-police slogans on the street and exterior of the nearby businesses. Smith, who was wanted by in a neighboring county, was fatally shot by the U.S. Marshal after he allegedly pulled a handgun and opened fire on them. Uh, family members of Smith are hoping someone filmed the shooting so they can shed some light on what happened. Worth noting, mainstream media compared the incident to the one which George Floyd died. Going, going forward with Floyd's death, the new point of reference for all police involved deaths of black Americans question mark no matter how different in fact the matters are so what do you think when you hear something like that that's some additional noting that was put on there by the writer so what do you think when you hear this do you think that that will be the basis off of a lot of things going forward but it's my question to you because i sure as should don't know so that's why i ask these questions when we're on this thing anyway anyways it is 28 minutes past the top of the hour you and i are hanging out this morning and let's get into that next thing that we should be talking about so here we go here is our main story on the rated r safety show So here we are again during a main story, trying to talk about the things that are going on inside of the world of safety. And so let's talk about this because we, I've been hearing about this for several years now, and it continues to be an ongoing conversation. It continues to be something that on that keeps on ongoing all across the board. People are talking about it. People are doing it and all that kind of fun stuff. And Hey, take it for what it's worth. My friends. But you keep on hearing about this drive to zero thing. You keep on hearing about drive to zero. So it's going to be safety compliance as we drive to zero. And, you know, we our goal, our call, what we're going to move forward with is have zero safety incidents inside of our organization. We're going to have zero incidents occur across the board. We're going to have nothing happened Nothing happened at all inside of our organization that's a recordable or a reportable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So think about this. Think about the wording there. We're going to have zero incidents. We're going to drive forward to get to the zero mark. Now, don't get me wrong as a safety practitioner, an organizational tr- transitioner, whatever the hell you want to call it. We don't ever want to see anybody get hurt. So let's be real here. Because some people take that out of context right away. But how do you drive to zero? Because do you think it's a board where you're saying, we've had zero incidents since June the 6th? Yeah, I'm saying that because today's June the 7th. But think about this. Is that the drive to zero? Is that how you're going to promote this? Is it the safety poster board? If 10,000 people were saved for not looking at this direction as we were doing this at this time. You know, there's so many different things on how people promote safety. And don't get me wrong, it's a good thing. And I always tell people, don't get too hung up on what I say. 
because you have to kind of start off where people are at or organizations are at. So I understand that. But here's the thing. The drive to zero thing has been people have been pounding their chest, screaming from the top of their screaming at the top of their lungs, talking about how we need to drive to zero, have no incidents whatsoever. And they lay out these very difficult game plans to follow on how they're going to drive to zero. I was listening to one a few days ago, and I think I talked about this before. I just don't remember what show I was on when I was talking about it. Where this guy was saying that he changed his organization. He had a person have an incident at one of their places, one of their, I guess we'll say at one of their branches. So they had an issue at the branch, and the guy said, okay, thank you for calling and reporting it. If you ever call again, you'll be fired. And he said that he did this across the board for many places that reported directly into him. And once he told them that first warning, he never got the second call. So he knew that he was driving his safety program correctly. No, wasn't correctly. It wasn't that he had zero incidents. It was that nobody was reporting the stuff because of the fear of being fired as the facility manager. You know, the guy that's running the place, the gal that's running the place, which is understandable. But here's the thing. What happens once you start saying the drive to zero? I mean, it's a great idea and it's a great concept. I'm not saying that it's not because we never go to work with a plan of getting someone hurt. It's kind of silly if you did. But think about this for a brief moment. If you're driving to zero and this is what you've been planning out as your safety reference for the week, the month, the year, we'll go for the year, and you have one incident occur, Does the program stop? Because now what's going to happen? You can no longer drive to zero. So is it drive to zero from that incident forward? Because if my year plan and my structure for my whole design of my organization for a whole year is the drive to zero, at least starting off, and I have an incident within that first year, what happens to the program? What if I have an issue within the first month of doing the drive to zero for a year? What am I going to do now? And that's what drives me crazy because now all of a sudden you put a kibosh on your whole program. You can't do much because that was your goal. And I'm not saying, hey, let's let's have the drive to three incidents. Let's have the drive to let's have the drive to only 10. I was talking to an organization recently, and they were telling me, yeah, we only average 10 deaths a year. 10 is still a pretty high number. Not saying anything off kilter here. But it's kind of interesting on how you can say, oh, well, you know, we talked to our risk manager, our risk VP, our risk person, and, you know, we kind of came out with this, uh, this, this form factor on how this is how it should be. I think it becomes a very difficult conversation on how you do that. I think it becomes very difficult on how you move forward and you plan these things. So driving to zero just doesn't have the ring to me me, the way that it should. Maybe opposed to driving to zero, we should possibly have the conversation of maybe we just start forming safeguards. Because the thing is that systems will fail, organizations will fail, and people will fail. People fail more commonly than what you think. And that's the thing. You have to learn from the failure. It's not 
to have a reportable or recordable number that you're like, oh, we can all be incentivized by it. It's not going to change anything. I would love to say, hey, yes, uh, you know, we can drive to zero and everything's going to be perfect. It's just what happens afterwards. Now, listen, I have a lot of ideas and I have a lot of things that I've heard and there's a lot of things that I've read over the years. But that's one of the ones that drives me the most wacky tobacco here because I don't think it's sustainable. I've been doing this for several years. It looks like we're almost going on two decades at this point. And how does this still become a thing? The thing is that if you want things to change, you have to be able to change somebody's paradigm by giving them a new one. Without being able to do that, things will always remain the same. The problem is that if you go into an organization today that has a drive to zero, or if your organization has a drive to zero, you're not going to change the mindset that's there. You have to give them something better. If I was to walk into an organization today and we were talking about drive to zero, that would be my number one question. What happens when one thing occurs? It's that paradigm shift and maybe moving forward on what we can do by where we're at right now and moving forward. But what do I know? Just a guy behind a microphone. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the home of real safety talk. You are listening to Safety FM. We'll be right back. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I do not love him. Hamilton the pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. So you see, son, good manners are important. Should I go through it again? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open, don't speak with your mouth full, keep your elbows off the table. Share your things, play nice, and generally treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Support for Safety FM is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. 
Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SAFETY at manscaped.com. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0, and I'm blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and the detail on the 4.0 are next level. You know more times of actually handling blades and becoming a bloody mess, if you know what I'm saying there. Manscaped engineered the ultimate growing and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredible comfortable grooming experience. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. This upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. It also gives the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for some precise shave the lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim throughout additional guards lengths with sizes one through four did i mention that it's wireless charging yeah not a joke here the new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction which can help battery length last longer men if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face you've been doing it wrong no person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth it's time to get your own ball hair and body trimmer with manscape to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boys Get 20% off and free shipping with code SAFETY at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with code SAFETY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SAFETY. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Stay alive, stay alive Because I feel ready now I see red, I feel blue But it's all black and white It's black and white And in the night I tend to lose my sight I fade out within the moving light Oh, here we go, 41 minutes past the top of the hour This is Shut My Eyes by Klinger featuring Halen this song's readily available on iTunes and Spotify or Apple Music whatever whichever one you want to hang out on yeah thank you for allowing us to play this one on the Rated R Safety Show it's always fun when we get to play some new musica as we hang out Okay, so let's shut it down and shut our eyes all at the same time. So there you go. Anyway, so there you go. We are still hanging out on this lovely Monday, you and I doing the things that we do. So I tend to mess this up all the time, so maybe we should jump ahead and do this. Uh, we got. Do we want to do motivation first, or do we want to do... Ah, nah, let's not do motivation first. Do you want to know about the market beat? Let's talk about the market beat, because we never talk about on Monday what happened on Friday, so let's talk about it now. Here's your Market Beat Minute for Monday, June 7th, 2021. 
U.S. equity markets are poised to move higher despite a rising tide of market risks. Friday's NFP report is a prime example because weaker-than-expected job creation helped drive the market higher. The data, while strong relative to pre-COVID levels, was far weaker than what job openings and unemployment data suggest is possible. What this means for the market is the FOMC will feel a little pressure in regards to altering policy, and that is good news for stock prices. This week starts the summer market doldrums, a time when investors can expect light trading volume and outsized moves driven earnings or economic data. That said, there is a major hurdle for the market to surpass this week in the form of the CPI. Hotter than expected CPI data in May sent the market into a tailspin, and this situation could repeat itself in June. The consensus estimate is for core consumer inflation to rise 0.4%, but this figure is likely too low by half. You can get the inside track from Wall Street's brightest minds delivered directly to your inbox every day at marketbeatminute.com. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. A lot of stuff going on inside of the market beat. That's Johnny Smalls going on inside of there talking about what is going on inside of the market. If you didn't read the newspaper over the weekend, uh, Johnny Smalls actually hosts, uh, you know, one of our radio shows on Radio Big FM. If you hang out in the afternoon with him, uh, he actually does the John and Heidi show, him and his wife. Uh, kind of a lovely little show there. If you do take a listen, uh, loving the messaging coming in from Jim Bolzel and Alan Wolford. That's kind of some fun stuff um, as we are talking here this morning. I'm going on. Anyways, let's continue talking about worth a shot. Yeah, not a joke here as I do say this. So let's let's get into it. Let's get into it real quick. Worth a shot. Many U.S. states have launched some sort of vaccine lottery to encourage people to be vaccinated against COVID-19. In Ohio, random entrant each week wins $1 million. Now West Virginia has decided to get into the action. And the Mountain State version screams murica uh to, to be clear yeah there you go this uh this isn't a drawing for privilege of receiving the shot there are lots of those who go around uh this is a lottery designed to get excited to get vaccinated in hopes of winning a prize and west virginia prizes are awesome the state <laughs> will hold twice weekly drawings between june the 20th uh to august the 4th for one million dollars but it's worth noting the other prizes that they are getting um Getting all all the attention among them. One grand prize winner will will, will one grand prize winner just under one point six million dollars. Here you go. Uh, a second prize is five hundred eighty eight thousand uh, dollars. Two Ford F one fifty trucks with Rocky Ridge lift kits, a uh, value of $88,000 each, five lifetime hunting and fishing licenses, 25 weekend getaways to West Virginia State Parks, 10 custom rifles and shotguns, and two full scholarships to West Virginia schools. Uh, where, where is the money for these unique prizes coming from? Federal Relief Fund. That's right. Taxpayers. So here you go. I don't want to rain on the governor's parade, but... I'm going to say that about 90% of West Virginians already have the F-150 with the lift kit and the hunting license. Just throwing that out there. And is this the is this because if you choose if you choose not to get the jab, you already are are not are you already in the lottery? I mean, I don't know. I guess the lesson from all of this is that all you want to do is shoot. You may need to get shot. So there you go. Some things to think about for sure. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show.
Okay, so there you go. A lot of stuff for sure. I don't know. Do you want to go get the shot for you can shoot, but some stuff to think about uh, for sure. Yeah, you probably hear me, Mr. Nichols, talk about this quite often because, you know, you need to take care of some business. Anyways, let's continue talking. Puppy dog eyes. Yeah, there you go. There is a scientific reason why puppies steal your heart from the moment you see them at first. According to new research, puppies are pretty much born ready to interact with people. A team of the Arizona Animal Cognitive Center evaluated 375 puppies that were all about eight weeks old for the things like eye contact and following physical cues such as pointing. According to the lead author Emily Bray, puppies will look at the return of a person's social gaze and successfully use information given that the person in a social context from a very young age. And what happens even before the puppy has the extensive experience... Uh, with, with people, it's it's the, it goes through willing of the puppy to make and maintain eye contact and a good predictor of which someday may be a successful service dog. So there you go. It's a service dog conversation. While playing with puppies is a tough job, but someone has to do it. Also, an easy way for a puppy to steal your heart is snuggle, snuggle with your toddler. That's another way to do it. And then yet, they manage to ignore you completely when you tell them to stop rolling in poo. For some reason, they just don't seem to be able to manage that too well. Don't know why that is. Duh. Okay, let's continue talking. The world's most unique and expensive stamp is expected to fetch up $15 million at auction tomorrow. Salisbury, New York will host the sale of the coveted British Kiwana wine scent magenta known as the Mona Lisa of Philopatry. It is owned by by footwear tycoon Stuart Welts well, hold on, Weltman, who plans to donate the proceeds to charity, revered among uh, collectors of the one-of-the-kind uh, octagon-shaped stamp, was produced back in 1856, a former British colony now called Gujana, on the printer usually reserved for newspapers. So there you go. If you want to pick it up, $15 million is what it's expected to go for. I heard about this last week. Is this a repost? Never mind the stamp. If this guy has the money to to throw around like that, I want to see his shoes. That's going to be the question for sure. Anyways, let me get you into some other things and let's talk about some other things inside of the world that are going on right now because there are just some things that we are born for. During these unprecedented times, most of us don't want to speak up or rock the boat. We don't want to seem as if we're insensitive or selfish. And others take these times as an opportunity to be reckless and even negligent. Don't be taken advantage of wrong is wrong no matter what else is going on in the world. And if you need help, reach out to real trial lawyers. We'll be there to right the wrongs. Figer Law. I was born for this. Okay, Figer Law, born for this. If you need more information, call 1-800-A-WINNER. That's 1-800-A-WINNER. Before I get too far away from this, let's get into this because... I don't get you motivated enough, so let's do some Motivation Minute with, you know, Johnny Smalls one more time. 
The Motivation Minute is courtesy of BetterCreditCards.com. Today's quote has been submitted by Brian. Marcel Proust said, We must never be afraid to go too far, for success lies just beyond. I love that. Think about how many people who didn't succeed probably would have if they had just kept trying a little bit longer. I'm sure there are probably stories all over the place of people who've cashed in their stocks just before the stock went up or people who sold their home right before the market bounced back. It can be tough to know when to make a move on something. I can't claim to know much on this either. I've done the same thing on numerous occasions. But don't be afraid to hang in there, though. It may be a great way for you to have your happy ending. This has been today's Motivation Minute, courtesy of BetterCreditCards.com. I'm John Small. Thanks for listening. Okay. Your favorite quotes can be submitted for upcoming programs at MotivationMinute.org. I forgot he was going to talk again. Sorry about that. Uh, So there you go. It is 51 minutes past the top of the hour. You and I are hanging out doing the things that we do. Let's talk about the lottery real quick. Uh, No winner for Friday night's Mega Million drawing. Tuesday's drawing will be for $56 million jackpot or a $38.3 million cash payout. A winning ticket on Saturday's Powerball was sold in Florida. The winner has the option for the $285.6 million jackpot or $196.7 million cash payout. Wednesday's drawing will be for $20 million jackpot or a $13.8 million cash payout. So there you go. Some lucky some lucky person here in uh, Florida actually did win the jackpot so there you go anyways let's continue talking let's talk about the top 10 movies that occurred over the weekend now nah, matter of fact let's do with the last five uh raya and the last dragon 1.3 million dollars i have to tell you i watched that one over the weekend i was really impressed and i'm normally not impressed with the cartoons but i was impressed with that one uh number four was spirit on tame 6.2 million dollars Cruella pulled in $11.2 million down from the number two spot. By the way, The Raya and the Last Dragon, I watched it at home just in case I didn't go to the movies. Uh, A Quiet Place Part 2, $19.5 million down from the number one spot. And breaking in at the number one spot was The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. I plan to watch that at some point this week. Yeah, also from home um, at $24 million. That was the number one movie at the box office if you care for all that stuff. So there you go. Uh, Just for information purposes, Disney is already working on the sequel for the latest Cruella, the film which received a 97% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, is ranking uh, ranking among the most popular Disney live-action movies. So other live-action remakes have garnered sequels Maleficent, The Lion King, and Aladdin, with uh, the latter two currently in development. Wow, I didn't like the last two. But that's just me. You can like whatever you want, but that's my gig. I didn't care for them, but that's my own thing. Anyways, let me tell you about the most important thing that I'm going to tell you during the whole show, and it's about my friends at the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. Know that you're not alone. Whether you have struggled with suicide yourself or have lost a loved one, know that you're not alone. Hear about personal experiences from people in your local communities whose lives have been impacted by suicide and depression. If you want to find out more information, go to AFSP.org. That's AFSP.org. Or call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK. Or text the word TALK to 741-741. If you're struggling with depression or contemplating suicide, do not do anything until you've contacted the people at the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Can't do what we do without you. And that is not a joke, my friend. 
That is not a joke whatsoever. Anyways, let's continue talking some more real quick. Let's talk about some things that occurred back on this date. Back in 19, let's see, 1980, the first American solar power plant begins operating in Utah, the largest in the world at the time, composed of 250,000 uh, solar cells. It was used to power facilities at the National Bridge National Monument, including the visitor center, staff residence, and maintenance facilities. That was back in 1980. We're talking about 41 years ago. Think about that for a moment. Anyways, let's talk about some birthdays real quick as we get through this. Uh, Christian McAfee turns 26. Fetty Way turns 30. Iggy Azalea, 31. Michael Sarah, 33. Bill Harder, uh, 43, Alan Iverson, 46, Dave Navarro, 54, Mick Foley, 56, Mike Pence, 62, Liam Neeson, 69, and Tom Jones. Yeah, the singer Tom Jones turns 81. It also would have been Prince's and Dean Martin's birthdays today, just in case, but they have both passed away since then. So there you go, some information. If you're looking for some reasons to celebrate real quick, let me give you some days to celebrate today, just in case of doing so. National Boon Day. National Chocolate Ice Cream Day. I'm going to celebrate that one. Uh, National VCR Day and National Oklahoma Day. Yeah, that's Oklahoma. You know, if you're out there in that general area, celebrate. Celebrate away. Do the things that you do. Anyways, let's talk about some other things as we get you out of here. If you're only going to hang out for the Rated R Safety Show, well, we'll get you out of here relatively shortly. If you want to come and hang out with us on the other side of the equation, we go and do RadioBig.fm starting at the top of the hour. We're about four minutes away from that. We're already currently on RadioBig.fm, but we'll start going into the Jay Allen in the morning show on there we'll play some music do some things if you want to stay out on the radio station you can stay over here at safetyfm.com and we'll just do some more safety stuff we have about well we had 20 now we're down to 19 again uh 19 different shows that are available to you on our radio station network or via podcast so there you go anyways if you need a phone starter for today try this one what bizarre thing is your pet afraid of anyone anyone okay if you need a random joke for today try this one my mind still thinks i'm 25 my body thinks my mind is still an idiot so there you go some stuff to think about there for sure um then the the other thing if you need something for the water cooler try this one one in four women admit that they have at least one of these they've kept for sentimental reasons what is it it's a pair of shoes yeah that's what it is. It's a pair of shoes, just in case if you were wondering. So some things right there just for, to talk about as we are talking first thing in this morning. So just real quick, before I forget, let me tell you about my friend, Dr. Todd Conklin and his newest class that is available, Bouncing Forward. If you want to find out some more information about how you can bounce forward, bounce forward from these weird times that we're in, um, this is talking about what we do post-COVID. You can join him at safetyfm.io for more information. That's safetyfm. .io. Not to be confused with the .com. Just go to safetyfm.io. You can find out some more information about this all-new class that has been composed by Dr. Todd Conklin about called Bouncing Forward. Safetyfm.io for more information if you care to know. Anyway, so that's it. That's going to be pretty much it for today. Here's the thing. Like I said, if you want to come and hang out, come out at the top of the hour. We'll do the things that we do over there. The other portion that we'll talk about real quick is this. We can't do what we do without you because you're the most important part of Safety FM, the listener. That's how that goes. We broadcast live. 
pretty much all the time. We try to be as concurrent as we can here, unless I have some kind of weird thing going on. But we try to make sure that we are a destination place every morning as you and I get to hang out. But we have a plethora of shows going on on our .com, safetyfm.com, where you can take a listen to all the different things that we do. And we have so many different hosts with so many different versionalities of safety. I always think that it's great when you come out and hang out, take a listen to what the hell they have going on. Because believe me, there's a little bit of everything for everyone that's inside of there. Anyways, if I can leave you with a thought for today, I would love to leave you with this one. Don't work for recognition. Do work worthy of being recognized. That's the way that you need to take a look at it. You've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you, mean it, and goodbye. If I don't see you at the top of the hour, I hope to see you tomorrow. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.